This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create-A-Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. It's been a while. Since we've done a new podcast, it's been a while since we've come and talked to you about wrestling. It's been a while. <laughs> we've got some news to talk about. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap! Oh, snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, right across from me here, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. Howdy, Tanner. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. I've been... Uh, been watching a lot of wrestling. I don't know. I've been kind of tired recently. Just like the whole weight of the world, you know. Uh, it's been made me made me really tired. But I got a Red Bull today. Yeah. We watched some some UFC. We did. It's a good time. 
It's a good time. Yeah, very good times. Mm-hmm. I, I've enjoyed the day so far. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. We, we yeah, like you said, we uh, we watched the uh, main event from UFC 249. Uh, it's finally made it over to ESPN. Uh, so yeah, we watched uh, Tony Ferguson get beaten up by Justin Gaethje. For, yeah, it was brutal for for, for five rounds. Uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Yeah, I watched him eat like. 40 punches that would have taken my head clean off, but it, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, Tony Ferguson, he's uh, tough as nails. Mm. Tough as nails, that guy. Um, but yeah, we have a whole lot to catch up on since, uh, you know, we did last week. Uh, last week was my wedding anniversary, so mm-hmm. I was like, eh, take the week off. And we instead did, uh, what, what was it, the Josh Robinson Detective Agency. Yes. We, we did that in advance. That was a that was a lot of fun. That so was if, super fun. Yeah. yeah. If you guys haven't had a chance to go back and check that out, then check that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, if you find a lockbox and uh, it's labeled... McMahon, do some more investigation. There's probably some sinister stuff going on. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the Josh Robinson Detective Agency. Uh, it'll fill you in on, on everything you need to know about Vince's secretive lockbox. A- and what may or may not be in there. Who knows? We talk about it, but we still don't know, really. But it's right. a fun time. It is It is a good time. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. Um, but yes, we have a ton to catch up on, so uh, be light on your feet, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to be moving around a whole bunch here. Get ready. Yeah, so let's start with uh, Raw, where um, there's really not a lot of <laughs> going on over there on Raw, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, or, or at least that, that is one man's opinion. I don't know. Right. Steven, I mean, Raw, does it do anything for you? Eh. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean... Raw recently is better than, say, Raw this time last year, just because it's not, like, continuous, just absurdity all the time. Uh, You definitely have some absurdity, but it's, like, sprinkled in. It's Mm. not the entire show anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily doing that much for me, but... I don't know. They're on on a, a better path than they were this time last year, so... Right, right. Well, um, here's here's what I do know. Right, um, uh, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders are still engaged in this. Anything you can do, I can do better. We've mm-hmm. seen the basketball game. <sighs> of course, yeah. Okay, you got your basketball um, in my wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins tried to kill Rey Mysterio, and now Rey Mysterio plans on retiring next Monday on Raw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, um, that's sad. That's uh, well, I mean, look, they've done this before. They've uh, for, we've we had a whole two years of Rey Mysterio. He might be retiring soon, right. but I'm supposed to be sad, so I'm sad. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, it's, maybe it's, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. What what else has happened? Um, we also have had, uh, in part of that there, Seth Rollins and Aleister Black are kind of at odds with each other. That might be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you will about Seth Rollins out of the ring, and uh, you know, you say what you want about his on-screen character, uh, but if nothing else, Seth Rollins is quite a good wrestler. Yes. And yes. Aleister Black... It might be one of the best on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, specifically on Raw for sure. I mean, it, if not 
the best, definitely one of the best. Excuse yeah. me. Um, yeah, I mean, whether you think the Rollins hate is you know justified or not, I think he's proven himself that that he's a a very good asset to the company. You know, yeah, like for better or worse, he, he he's a company man through and through. He is a company man, a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you respect that, great. If you don't, that is what it is. But like, I don't know. I I say you have to respect him at least a little bit for that. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, and uh, just to put the, the cherry on top of the Sunday here, uh, Booby Lashley. Yes. Bob Lashley. Hmm. Robert Lashley. Robert Lashley the third. Yeah. He, <laughs> is, is he really a, a... Maybe? Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. I just thought it, it fit with Robert. Robert Lashlington Esquire. Lashington. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Lashley, he will be challenging Drew McIntyre, uh, f- for that belt that Drew has. You know, yeah, it's a the- big, it's got shiny, got a giant W on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the W is for the last letter in the word Drew. Yep, that's yeah, it. That's that's what it is. That's it. You can actually yeah. see uh, D R E yeah. written in crown. Re- uh, Re- in like really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the top of the. You belt. almost have to like <laughs> take the take a picture and, and like zoom in and enhance. Yeah, like the like uh, like Law and Order or like NCIS or something. Just... <laughs> it requires forensics. Yeah, you know they're always like enhance and then they just like, like make like four pixels into nine thousand. Yeah, somehow like ultra magnified. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, what do you think about that, man? It's Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Bobby's doing a lot of work with uh, MVP nowadays. Mm-hmm. He's he's blowing off, uh, you know, Lana. You know, he doesn't really uh, does not feel in the same uh, same groove since they got married. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a hundred percent feeling it. Uh, I will say I feel I feel this for Bobby Lashley way more than all the god awful crap that was the Lana storyline. Mm. Um, and MVP with him is great. I, I love MVP. Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't know why. I just he's great. Hey, nostalgic. Yeah, he's great talker. Blah blah blah. Um, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. I, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not like a hundred percent sold on it. But like I said, it's better than Lana. And MVP's with him. Sure. Why? Why not? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to call it like dead on arrival. I, I want to see where it goes before I like really judge it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair enough. No, I I, I get that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's raw. That's 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 the raw that's leading us into backlash. Barklash. Barklash. Yeah. We. Uh. Barklash, where they they bring dogs with them to mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not like uh. What, what was it? The first was it the first dynamite when. Uh, Brandy brought their dog out uh, with Cody. Oh yeah, and they set off. They, they brought out Pharaoh, and then they mm-hmm. set off a whole bunch of fireworks at that one show. And then the dog was like, "Not, nah, I'm, oh, I, I'm out of here." He was mortified. Yeah, it was like, mortified. Why, why would you do that to it was, poor Pharaoh? It was very sad. It was. Yeah, yeah. I, I was sad for the dog. To be fair, I mean, they took they took him off the stage very quickly after that. But like. Come on, you you had to know yeah. that would be a thing. Like yeah. any dog would just be like, "Nope, no, I'm out of here." <laughs> but, like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, how did we get? Oh, Barklash. That's how we got there. So. Yes, <laughs> Barklash. <laughs> um, in uh, other WWE news, uh, the uh, the Intercontinental Title Tournament is winding down. Mm. Uh, you know, we will have, I think it's in two weeks time, Daniel Bryan taking on AJ Styles, 
uh, for the uh, the um, um, uh, vacated intercontinental title. I couldn't think of the word va- mm. vacated. You got there uh, eventually. <laughs> um, um, so that should ultimately be a very good match. I think AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. I mean, look, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, on the surface, there is absolutely no reason for that match to not be great. Right. You know. Right. It it should be. It should be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say part of how they got there with uh, Jeff Hardy being framed, uh, having a rental car slam into Elias, um, and uh, then the cops arrive and they think he's he's drunk, and uh, yeah, it was all it was all uh, arranged by Sheamus so that Sheamus could get an opportunity to face. Uh, Daniel Bryan, shocking, and, and, and yeah, J- uh, Jeff Hardy wasn't having it. He he ultimately came back to you know say it was all Sheamus's fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, it was all very confusing and also um, not in very good taste. Well, that's just me. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I first saw, it, I was like, "Are we really doing this?" Yeah, like like, do, like here's the problem with it. Okay, is like obviously. Obviously, Jeff signed off on this, right? You know, like he, he's a part of it. He he is a part of this, but like, why? Why do you like? Did no one in the writing room just be like, ah, but like maybe not though, right? You know, like like maybe that's like Jeff's a drunk, right? Like, yeah, maybe that's, that a, maybe that's, a good that's idea. it's a little offensive to one of our wrestlers, and also maybe a little bit offensive to like some of our fans too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's all I saw when I was scrolling through Twitter because I was at the gym at the time right. that uh, that all this w- went down, and uh, I was humble like, oh. brag there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jack Gentleman. Yeah, Has- yeah you don't Has- mind me. I'm Has- just Has- fucking pumping iron. Hashtag, you know? <laughs> hashtag Jack Gentleman. <laughs> um, anyway, so I I put into uh, out on Twitter. I was like sarcastically like, ah, so how's SmackDown going? <laughs> Everybody's yeah. just like. Like you know, burning smack. We're down. angry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for good reason, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We we've talked extensively about this kind of topic before. I don't agree with it. Shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, Matt Hardy uh, very much said that uh, he wanted to reiterate how happy he was being in AEW and working for Tony Khan on Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Man, what a shot across the bow that is. Yeah, slight <laughs> tangent though. Yeah. Uh man, Matt Hardy's so good at on AEW. Yes, he He's is. He's so good. Yeah, it's a very good fit. Very very entertaining. Can't wait for Jeff to join him. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to happen. I, I I feel it in my bones. That's going to be got like the to. That's going to be like the the last big acquisition mm-hmm. of AEW from WWE, I think, at least for the time being. Yeah, um, I could see that. But after that, I think that's that's kind of like you've reached your cap. Like let's let, right. let's, let's pump the brakes here a yeah. little bit. Well, it's, it's like we always say, you don't want to be the ex WWE place. Yeah, you know. So we, we all saw how TNA turned out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta you gotta pump the brakes at some point. Exactly. Exactly. Um. But uh. Yeah. Um. Can't think of really too much else going on on SmackDown beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, maybe there's something else here. I'm just uh, scrolling through my notes here about the news. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, a, a special somebody, uh, a, a bro 
if you will, will mm-hmm. be heading over to SmackDown on Friday nights. Yes. One Mr. Matt Riddle. Um, now, I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. I'm a huge fan of his, uh, going back to his indie scene days. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. I think Raw would have almost been slightly better, but at the same time, it's like, I almost just wish that his contract had ended. <laughs> <laughs> that he was like, I'm gonna go back to the Indies, or you know, see, see if New Japan wants me, or something like that. Oh man, Matt Riddle in New Japan, mm-hmm. <sighs> spicy. Yeah, that'd be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this really, just because. I mean, I mean, we've seen over and over again NXT call-ups go to SmackDown or Raw and either get buried immediately or just have their entire character just completely trashed mm. mm-hmm. like dude look look how they handled ricochet yeah dude i mean that's um that's, dude. that's probably like the 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 biggest example of like wow you dropped the ball dude on, on this guy from nxt it's it's so easy like he he writes his own character like like yeah, as soon as you gave him like a scripted thing, he's like, superheroes are real. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do, <laughs> all you had to do to put Ricochet over was nothing. Yeah, you literally didn't have to do anything but put him in a match. All you had to do was nothing, yeah. and you still messed it up. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that, that there's not a chance that Matt Riddle goes to SmackDown and is great. There is a chance. There, there is a chance. I am not holding out hope. No, I think there is, I think there is potential that he could do some really good stuff there. Um, obviously, you've got Daniel Bryan there, you've got AJ Styles, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura, you've got Cesaro, you've got some guys who could really, really work yeah. and make SmackDown great. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I I do feel like they won't do his character much service. I, I feel right. like they're going to be like. Hey, remember when RVD did all that stuff? And you're gonna be like, but he's he's not RVD. This is like his son or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're gonna bring back RVD, and he's gonna be like, Matt, just like be like me. Yeah. And, and then he's gonna do like five star frog splashes. It's, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awful. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, they might do something where if they bring back RVD, but I think he's. I think he's not going to be in the mood to do anything like that. RVD is right. rather. Right. Um, Matt Riddle, um, def- definitely a different beast. I mean, how how ideally speaking would you arrange Matt Riddle on SmackDown? Hmm. How, how would you book him? Yeah. So with, with Matt Riddle specifically on Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, I think his character on in a NXT works really well where he's kind of just the he's the bro, you know. Yeah, ah, yeah I'm, I'm real cool. Yeah. Uh, on on Raw and SmackDown, however, I think they really need to play up his UFC career uh, and uh-huh. just how legitimately dangerous Matt Riddle actually is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and just, I mean, book him like that. Book him as a dangerous monster because that's that's what he is. Yeah. Uh, if they go too far into, um. The, the pieces of his NXT character that were comedic, um, they're they're gonna go way too far in that direction and then he's just yeah. gonna be the the dumb guy that follows private party around. Woohoo. <laughs> and 
and <laughs> no one wants that. So fair enough. Yeah, just book him as a monster. Yeah. Well, and I and and I don't I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I mean I think that's what we suggest every time that there's a new arrival from NXT over to the main roster or some big acquisition is like, all right, what you need to do is you need to take this guy and put him on a hot streak and just run <laughs> right. over everybody. Right. And. I mean, truly, that is what you need to do in this case, yep. right? Like, you need to have Matt Riddle go on a hot streak and be like the Goldberg of SmackDown. I, I right. know, I, I know, I know. Goldberg, Matt Riddle, whatever, right? Yeah, fine, nah, fine. Yeah. But you need to make him like this machine, like, like, like a Kurt Angle. That might be a better comparison. This is a Kurt Angle-esque kind of person where he's just running roughshod over the roster and then he meets, you know, the winner of the IC title tournament at some point later on down the road, right? Mm -hmm. I think that would be perfect. And then you could build a feud between him and AJ or him and Daniel Bryan or whatever, right? Um, I I think that would be perfect for Matt Riddle. Um, But yeah, the, the first month month and a half you two months you need to be like building him very very strong mm-hmm. right and not just like beating job guys like maybe that'll work some weeks maybe in the very beginning but you need to have him beat like legitimate people like Cesaro right Cesaro would be he is that gatekeeper on Smackdown but he Cesaro could really work with Matt Riddle. The, those two would have an amazing chemistry, I feel. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. That, yeah. that would be a really killer match, for yeah. sure. And I, do a lot for both of them, you know? This is true. Yeah. This is very true. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I mean, that's uh, that's that's about the big uh, WWE news, mm-hmm. uh, main roster-wise. Um, but speaking of Matt Riddle, uh, he had a killer match with Timothy Thatcher on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Uh, the, the fight pit. They took all the ring ropes off of the ring and they they surrounded it with a, uh, I guess a double decker, not a double decker cage, but like a split level cage where there's like, um, I don't know, uh, you could you can kind of walk around up at the top of the cage. There's like a, like kind of like like a platform. There okay. you go. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, you could kind of walk around up there, uh, but also there is uh, uh, there's the ring. You know, they could do stuff. Of course. Yeah. Matt Riddle um, knocked out a tooth of Timothy Thatcher's in the middle of the match, and Timothy Thatcher was, like, bleeding everywhere. Like, legitimately. I wow. don't I don't know. Timothy Thatcher, his teeth are awfully suspect anyway, so I don't I know see. if he just, like, he just lost a tooth and was like, here, I just keep these teeth around just in case for moments like these. Yeah, just in case <laughs> I, I need to put you over. Right. In <laughs> case the, I need to put you over. I've got these teeth in my pocket, got these you know? Te- <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it looked, it looked pretty legit cause he was bleeding like almost immediately after he lost the, the tooth. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that match was, was brutal. And Timothy Thatcher ultimately, uh, um, I guess submitted Matt Riddle, uh, mm. to, to get put over. Uh, so I can't wait to see what Timothy Thatcher does from here. Yeah. I think that should be very, uh, very exciting to see. Um, uh, elsewhere in NXT land, what else was going on? Uh, da, 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 Drake Maverick will be meeting El Hijo del Fantasma mm. in the finals of the Cruiserweight title tournament. Nice. That'll be, that'll be something. Yeah. Something. I mean, it'll, it'll be something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Drake Maverick, is he... Uh, 
Do we st- do we still not know the status of Drake Maverick? I I am almost certain at this point that he's staying, and that I mean, look, call call this conspiracy conspiracy theory kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that he was always under contract at this point. Oh, I feel I like see. I feel like they were just like, hey, let's put out there that Drake Maverick got fired, and then he'll put on this promo and stuff like that, which is which is like that does come across as very WWE like. I don't know, like cringe worthy. Yeah, yeah. It's not something outside the realm of possibility that I think that they they were is inconceivable that they would do, right? Right. Um, but uh yeah, I, I do feel like maybe that might be part of this. Well then like okay, that's all well and good, but like why though? You know? Is it just to get people talking about Drake Maverick again? Yep, yep. set up an angle, okay. get him some sympathy. That's that's what I believe, but yeah, um, that's probably not a very popular opinion. <laughs> I think people would re- would like to think that maybe WWE is more kind hearted than that. Yeah, but, I mean uh, it, it is certainly possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. once bitten, twice shy. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, Texas gentleman <laughs> with, with the southern phrases. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a is that a, a song phrase? It's a, it's a song by Great White. Oh, definitely not a southern 80 phrase. hair metal band. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Drake Maverick. Uh, he did also promise Kushida uh, that he would get a shot at the title, and that whole match too was really kind of weird. Um, and, I, and I feel like uh, I'm not trying to rant and rave here, because um, from the bottom of my heart, I truly love NXT. Right. I love it a lot. Um, I'm glad you're you're about to talk about this because I was just about to ask about but, it. But NXT is really kind of going downhill. So so you spoke last week about and the week before that about yeah. uh, NXT just kind of going on this weird path. They're, yeah, they're in yeah. this they're in this restructuring phase. Uh, it's not really grabbing you like it used to. Uh, with with this past week, what do you think? Are they right in the course a little bit or what? So let me give you a snapshot of something here. Mm-hmm. The the three way match um, that that they had it was Drake Maverick and Kushida and uh, uh, who's that dude that's your that you really really like? I can't remember his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. What is his name? Oh, uh, ah, Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. Thank yes. you. Yes. Oh my God, I can't believe I, I I blacked out on Jake Atlas. Me neither. He's so great. He's really really good. Yeah. I love Jake Atlas a lot. So so they're having that match, right? Mm-hmm. And the finish comes, and it's uh, Jake Atlas is caught in an in an arm bar by Kushida, and he's about to tap out, and then Drake Maverick. Out of nowhere, he just goes in and he simply puts his arm over on Jake Atlas as Jake Atlas is tapping out to to Kushida, and the ref counts three for Drake, for Drake Maverick. That's the finish of that match. What? Yeah, he 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 basically he, he gives Drake Maverick the win because he pinned Jake Atlas. Yeah, that. Mm. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Very WWE-ified. Yeah. Um, But then you also have, like, all the stuff with Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. I really, man, I I know you really like Velveteen. I'm a fan, too. um, But he's not the guy to beat Adam Cole. Um, I think Adam Cole needs to retain that title over Velveteen. Yeah. 
and and, and just put that feud away <laughs> for for a while. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I, I think with Velveteen, like he has such a crazy character to him, yeah, that I do think it can get stale just because it, it's so He's it's presented in the same way very often. Right. He he's very charismatic to the point that when there's a crowd that can react to him, it's great. Right. But when there's not a crowd, you're just kind of like, eh? Mm-hmm. What? But then he also he's not as sharp in the ring. He like he's still like recouping for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I don't know why it's taking him so long, but he's just not the same. I don't I don't feel the same way uh watching him. Uh, as as I did before, he's just not as sharp. He's not at he's not right there at that peak level that he was at before he he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really hurting him too, for sure. Um, do do you think it it has uh to do with the chemistry between the two of them, or or do you think it's something on Velveteen? I think it's something on Velveteen. Mm. I think he because Adam Cole does not have that problem ever with anybody, right? Um, whereas I think that with somebody like, like Velveteen, who's still very, very young, um, it's not a bad opportunity to, to share the ring with somebody like Adam Cole. But at the same time, it's like, you you know, if you're going to take this next step, then you got to really push yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Like you gotta, you gotta be the best version of you and you are not the best version of you right now. Right, Right, right. I don't know. That's the feeling that I get. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and, and I don't mean to tangent too much, but I think we're really starting to see the effects of these no crowd shows. Um, it, it was a little weird at, at the beginning, uh, but it's becoming more and more jarring as we go on. Yeah. Uh, because wrestling is is very largely built on tropes, and those tropes are very largely built on crowd reactions. And, and so, whenever you get a show with a wrestling show with no crowd. You almost have to like guess what they're trying to tell you. I think that this is also I I, I think that that's definitely part of it, mm-hmm. and I also think that and, and and this has been circulating since the beginning. Um, but I think that we're seeing, unfortunately, the uh, the, the the sports entertainment quote unquote side of NXT now that. They're on Wednesday nights on USA. They're competing with AEW. Vince wants you know his hands kind of in in this a lot more. Mm-hmm. It seems. I mean that's why he's you know sent Finn Balor there and Charlotte there, and he's he's trying to get it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you just left it alone, you know it might be it might be better. Right. It 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 definitely might have been better. Mm-hmm. Who's to say now? Like right, we can't go back and. In the past, and resolve this unless you have a time machine. Do you do you have a time machine? I'm still working on it. Okay, ETA coming soon. Okay, okay, keep me posted because mm-hmm. we really, we really need that right now. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I feel like there's a lot of different things that are going into this. Um, I f- like I don't have anything against Dexter Loomis. He's just kind of a weird dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the way they portrayed his character is kind of weird. Um, Timothy Thatcher's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean he's a good replacement in a way for for Matt Riddle since he's going to SmackDown. Um, but yeah, no, there's just so many things that are up in the air with with NXT right now, and it's like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I don't know. It, and the the Johnny Gargano stuff, the Garganos, where like they're now they're both now heels, and uh, it's just I don't, know, I don't know. I think the turning point for me was the one final beat match where it was just like God, come on, like this is. I think that's the point the point of NXT where I was like, this is yeah going just somewhere kind of bad. made them made them stumble and, and never really uh yeah really came back from it right they're mm-hmm. they're they're head first in the mud still right um, well i i mean j- just think about it with gargano i mean he obviously it's not just him but gargano was was a huge draw for nxt and, and he was a huge asset for nxt not that he isn't n- now but i like for example john cena he got a lot of hate for just being a baby face ultimately all the time i am the ultimate baby face but there's something to be said about that for certain people uh i don't i don't like gargano as a heel and yeah. and, and it's nothing like like it's just him he he does the baby face so well and the likable hero so well mm-hmm. and, and that's what i know him for mm-hmm. that the the heel turn is just so jarring right. so jarring and, and it's not like he's a terrible heel He's doing all the heel tropes. He he's doing heel things. Yeah. But Johnny doing heel things is weird. And, and no yeah. amount of time that you show me that is going to make it not weird. Right. Right. I agree 100%, man. And, and um, same thing for Candice LeRae to to a certain degree as well. Well, I mean, I think that that's even just as jarring, mm-hmm. you know, for me cuz it's like you know, I remember seeing Candice LeRae in PWG, mm-hmm. and where she would she would have the matches with the men, and she was like she was like proto Johnny Gargano because right. she's you know she would bump everywhere and and sell um, like a mad woman mm-hmm. right it was it was crazy, but you know now they're kind of in a in a weird spot. Um, and, and and I think that the focus kind of like Johnny's still there and Champa's still there and, and and while the focus shouldn't always be on them, I, I feel like the Velveteen Dream is not the right guy to to put in and be like, he's a top guy and we're gonna put him against Adam Cole here. Not yet. Like yeah. this doesn't feel right yet. Yeah. You you can't just make him a top guy by saying, Hey, look, he's a top guy. Right, you know, right. There's work that has to go into that. Right now, like I said, Timothy Thatcher, Killer Cross, these are very promising additions to the to the roster. I feel really good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, actually, let's take a look here at uh, next weekend is NXT in your house. Yes, that'll be on Sunday, not Saturday. So if you go to WWE Network on Saturday and try and tune into it. It's not gonna be there. It's not gonna it's, work. You're just a day, uh, day early, you know. Yeah, so uh, just uh, find something else to watch. Yeah, you know? wait uh, 24 hours. Yeah, just uh, you know, uh, watch some highlights or uh, yeah. check out something else. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> that uh, that that was really that was a really long segment. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, and and again, don't get me wrong, folks. I come from a place of love with NXT. Right. I loved NXT far, far before I loved AEW. Um, I want NXT to be a success. I want AEW to be a success. Just NXT is just making me really sad right now, and I, I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I mean, I, I will say, uh, I mean, AEW uh, Dynamite this week was great. Uh, I, I thought it was really good, mm. but. Man, the no crowd thing, like it, it's really, it's really starting to show a hundred percent. Like especially in the uh, 
the uh, Sheeta match, the Hokar Sheeta versus oh god, what was her name? It was like R like Ari Jalen or something. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what her name mm-hmm. was. Uh, some jobber to a certain degree, but mm-hmm. um, like that that Sheeta match should have been great. And it should have had Sheeta looking so dominant after her title win. She's now the the new champion. She wins this match, but it's just like I don't know. It, it just falls flat. Just falls completely flat. Understood. Yeah. Um. So takeover in your house uh, next Sunday. Uh, we have. Uh, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano for the uh, NXT North American Championship uh, because they're doing the the Garganos. They're cutting promos on uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee. And, and then this week, Mia Yim and Keith Lee returned the favor and uh, they were like using flashlights, you know, because Gargano and uh, Candace are using, um, they're using like black and white, like, footage mm. when they're doing their their dinners at home and stuff like that i don't know man it's it's all confusing strange it's very strange mm-hmm. um so keith lee gargano that should actually be pretty good uh you know because gargano's relentless um i mean everything keith lee's a monster yeah everything around the match aside the match should be great yeah so that should be good it it, be if good they stuff. if they leave like shenanigans and stuff out of mm-hmm. it just like have the match right uh finn balor will be taking on damian priest uh damian priest had attacked gargano weeks ago we did not know who the mystery assailant was finn balor said i know who it is and then the next week he said i don't know who it is and then damian priest like made himself known as as the attacker after he attacked finn balor uh after a match uh, interesting yeah yeah there's just like there's like a bunch of needless layers yeah you know what i mean yes like the the finn balor thing oh i i i got him yeah wait no never mind yeah like like i know who it is no i don't know who it is what okay why Sh- shut what? up and leave until you know who it is why would you say that <laughs> Um, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. That should be pretty legit. That should be pretty great. Yeah. Um, I don't know why um Charlotte and Chelsea Green <laughs> won on their had uh, won their tag match last week. Mm-hmm. That, that shouldn't have like that's why because it's Charlotte probably. Um, but whatever. Uh, you know she's uh, so dominant. Yeah. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross in a singles match. This is probably actually the storyline that just makes the most sense. Karrion Cross has been a, had had been attacking uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, and then Ciampa wants revenge. It's, it's obvious. It's See, very the beauty of a, of a simple storyline. Yeah, it's very simple. It very doesn't have to be convoluted. Yep. Doesn't have to be layers upon layers upon layers. Yep. It's just, it's just straightforward. I don't like this guy. Yeah. You he atta- doesn't like you, me. You attacked me. Cool. We're going to get even. Exactly. That's 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 really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then main event, or the presumptive main event, uh, Adam Cole defends his uh, NXT championship against the Velveteen Dream. If Adam Cole wins, the Dream can no longer challenge for the NXT championship while Cole is still champion. Mm. So that's the stipulation. 
All right. Which I guess there could be good in that if Adam Cole wins. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then if Velveteen wins, it doesn't mean anything. It it, it means he's champion, but I mean, I mean yeah. where do but you go? But at what with... cost? <laughs> I know. Right. At what cost? Um, so, no, yeah. I mean, what, 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 what do you think about a Velveteen Dream led NXT? Does that speak to you, Tanner? Tanner is ferociously scratching his beard. That was a hard sigh and grunt. Another really hard sigh. Um, well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about all I'll give you for now. Fair enough. Um, AEW, let's let's move out of WWE land and move into AEW territory here. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW, pretty interesting show. Uh, it opened with uh, Broken Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks versus uh, Joey Janela and the Private Party. Uh, Butcher and Blade attacked the Young Bucks um, after the match, which which itself was pretty good, uh, honestly, and uh, that sparked the revival of. <laughs> FTR. I was gonna say the arrival of the revival, but you know that's, yeah. uh, they're not they're not those guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, FTR made their on-screen debuts. Very exciting and uh, helped out mm-hmm. uh, the Young Bucks. And uh, there was a little bit of tension there, though. There was, was, was another warning shot yeah. uh, to the Young Bucks. Hey, we're we've arrived. We're here, uh, and we're meant to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it's great to see them. It's great to see them there. Uh, it, it's been rumored for a while. Um, great to finally, finally see them on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this, these no crowd shows, man. Right. It, it it hurts. It hurts. Right. I think that um, here here's what I do enjoy is that with the WWE releases, and I think, and I won't say who because I don't want to get heat for this, but like. With certain exceptions, AEW's picked up the right pieces yes. th- from from WWE, right? And I won't go into who I think is is not the right piece, but you know, they have for the most part picked up all the right pieces uh, from WWE um, that they would want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like how in TNA they were just like, oh. Christian's available. Let's go and get Christian. Yeah. Right? And it's like, cool, you got Christian. You actually made him pretty good. Oh, Jeff Hardy's available. Let's go and get him. Uh, or, you know, whatever the case may be, right? You know? Um, but uh, they're picking up the right pieces here, and that's what I can truly appreciate. Um, so, yeah, the Revival is a big, exciting tag team. That yes. that tag roster is stacked. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is really crazy. You know, uh <laughs> I was almost expecting halfway through it uh, for FTR to team with Butcher Blade and mm. uh, beat him down. Man, I'd be down. I'd be down for for what the Butcher and the Blade and with, FTR and, and FTR. Yeah, J- just like a yeah. like a small little faction, you know. That because that's what I thought what was going to happen when they yeah. first got in the ring because they you know Butcher and Blade just kind of stand back and and then they. They look like they're going to attack the Young Bucks, and, yeah. then, and then they end up not and going for the Butcher Blade. Um, well, but I don't know. It'd uh, be cool. S- side note here. Mm-hmm. It, you were the one who shared with me that uh, the Butcher is mm-hmm. actually uh, Andy, the, the the guitar player from uh, Every Time I Die. Yeah, Every Time I Die. Yeah. Great band. Yeah. Great wrestler. Yeah. 
I yeah. listen to uh, Every Time I Die all the time when I'm at the gym. Nice. Great, great music, especially if you're like needing to do something really intense. Yeah, yeah. Map Change, great song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, uh, Buffalo Gals. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm surprised. We- Werewolf. I, yeah, I'm surprised I told you that. Yeah, I, I just it, it, it didn't come to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I, I just saw it on Reddit. Like, uh, yeah. it, it was a... Uh, it was actually, I think, very soon after the Butcher Blade and Bunny like debut, mm-hmm. there was a post about it uh, and like a video of their debut, and mm-hmm. someone put in the in the comments they were like, "Man, it's weird seeing Andy up there from every time I die." I was like, "Fucking what? <laughs> Hold on!" And I looked it up, and sure as shit, man, yeah, it's he, crazy. Uh, there he is. What a talented guy. Yeah, yeah, very creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very creative. Um, shout out. Yeah, super shout out there. Yes. To you, Andy. Yeah. How's it going? Slash Butcher. You're Slash great. Butcher. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cody announced that he will be doing open challenges for the TNT title, mm-hmm. which is dope. Yeah. It's a good way to uh, build up the championship, mm-hmm. which is which is nice. I agree. Yeah. Uh, they, they did put out a picture of the championship complete. Did you get to see that? Uh, with the gold trimming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks dope. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I I don't know if that is the is that the official one or is that um, from what I understand? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I do think that the gold trimming is the right way to go, especially if you're going with a red leather belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely blows the uh, the universal title out of the water. That's for sure. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I still wish that they would put a little bit more of some uh, like erosion on the TNT logo. Mm-hmm. And, and not make it just so like pristine and like the deepest black you've ever seen, um, but yeah, I'm nitpicking. It's a nice build. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I like it. Um, we did in fact get the confrontation between John Moxley and Brian Cage. Brian Cage will be challenging John Moxley for the AEW World Championship at Fighter Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should be something. Yeah. When is Fighter Fest? Um, I don't. I don't have a date. Because I, f- I think it's later this summer. Okay. Because that feels like a really early like announcement. Yeah. Like Brian Cage on his first Dynamite gets a gets a title shot in, in like two months time. Right. Like. You, okay. You I kind of understand. You need every bit of that time to build Brian Cage yes. if you are going to. Um, if you're gonna have him lose to Moxley, mm-hmm. he could beat Moxley. No, but I, <laughs> I, I don't see that being the case. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. I, I really don't think so. <laughs> At this point, man, who is gonna beat Moxley? I don't know. It's, it's got to be Kenny, right? I would have the deepest feeling that Kenny would be the best person to. Yeah. He's, he's got to drop the tag titles first. And yeah. you got and you got to you got to put him on a hot run. Yeah. But um yeah. Those those are both things that they can very easily do though. Yeah. And especially I mean their tag division is nuts. Like you got like 10 teams that you can put those titles on. Like Yeah, you you could easily have uh you could easily have FTR beat them for the titles at some point yeah. and then you could set up Young Bucks FTR based on that. There then you go. You just send them out main event uh Oh, all out? 
It'd be all out. Yeah. yeah. Do a 30 minute tag match. It's just off the charts. Mm. Yeah. Just proof to the world how great your tag division yeah. is. There you go, AW. We just booked the next six months. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then uh, oh, I'll get your opinion on this one last piece of thing. And then we got to we gotta move on because we've got some hot takes. Yes. Hot takes. Um, but uh, yeah. Inner Circle. Uh, they were doing a pep rally mm-hmm. to try and like lift themselves back up after the stadium stampede, um, and uh, it was crashed by none other than Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. who was uh, he had a he had a bunch of uh, his his friends his posse his posse he mm-hmm. had Vitor Belfort mm-hmm. uh, Henry Cejudo and Rashad Evans were 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 there so all uh, MMA legends there, um, and then some guy in some face paint. Yeah, who was that guy? Yeah, somebody's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend's. He he clearly looked intoxicated he did. Uh, while while there. I don't know yeah. what the face paint's all about, but uh, yeah, he was just all sorts of hogging up the screen. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, very true. But uh, what what do you make of of Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho having this confrontation and this huge pull apart brawl at the end of AEW? Is this is this on your radar? Is it something that that you were like, oh man, I'm super psyched about this, or like, you're like, uh, whatever. I mean, it, it's certainly on my radar for sure. I, I mean, it's Mike Tyson, Chris Jericho. It's it's kind of hard to ignore that. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of like non celebrity wrestlers coming in, and, and you mean celebrity wrestlers, right? Right, celebrity wrestlers. Sorry, yeah, um, celebrity non wrestlers, celebrity non wrestlers. Uh, co- you know, coming in and you know getting put in a storyline, and then and then we get the this kind of nonsense, uh, you know, pull apart brawl. I don't know, man. The, the here's my thing about it, and I say this all the time. It's all about suspension of disbelief. Mike Tyson is a animal. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah. He will kill you in a second. Yeah, like even in, even in his older age. Even in his old age. Yeah, and, and so Chris Jericho being like. I'm gonna get him. Yeah, I want Mike Tyson's head on a platter. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Chris Jericho, but like, it's not happening. You're saying some dangerous words, bro. <laughs> like, you need to calm yourself. Right. So, no, it's not the worst thing. There's funny moments. I think Chris Jericho and Mike Tyson have great back and forth. It's very funny. Yeah. I will give it that. But it's like, this is not needed at all. Mm. The The pep rally... The actual pep rally part is fun. Was hilarious. Yeah, I, I loved it, especially the Jake Hager with the poem. Yeah, and he's like, "I have a particular set of skills, and I will fucking kill you." Like it was <laughs> that part was hilarious. <laughs> and then Mike Tyson comes out, and I'm like, "All right, yeah. okay, let's kind of get like, this over with." Like mostly everything at this point that the inner circle does turns to gold. Yeah, um, and, and a lot of that does have to do with like Chris Jericho and the, but like they all have such fun chemistry together. It's at true. This point, I like I I won't lie. In the very early days of AEW, I was like. What are they doing with this faction right. here? Like these are these aren't guys that I would like associate with each other. But now they've like I don't know they've really made it its own thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean they they've canonized themselves and and, yes. and, and yes. made and, and cemented their characters very very well mm. uh, and they mesh very well together. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think like pretty much anything Inner Circle touches to gold. Mm. This turned to 
bronze yeah. maybe copper it, it's yeah. not bad uh-huh. it, but it's not gold yeah it's like a sterling silver yeah 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 it's not bad it's, it you know it's expensive it is expensive <laughs> i'm sure that was that whole segment was mm. very expensive mm. uh but yeah it is what it is <laughs> one last bit of news here we're gonna go out to uh new japan pro wrestling here Ew. uh the parent company of new japan pro wrestling and stardom bushi road mm-hmm. uh will be implementing salary reductions for several of their executives. Mm. New Japan Pro Wrestling has not run a live event since February 26, 2020. Uh, this is per SE Scoops uh, and their writer Ian Carey. Uh, those are those are his words. So thank you, Ian. Uh, Ian further writes, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, directors from Busha Road will be taking cu- uh, pay cuts ranging from 15% to 95%. Uh, depending on the person. Now, these are these are self-imposed pay cuts. They said, whatever we can do to help out, we'll do this. Somebody uh, was, I guess, uh, selfless enough to say, take 95% of my pay, uh, which, hey, you know, uh, that's that's very, very valiant. Very, very generous. Very generous, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, these pay cuts will not. Uh, these pay cuts will be in place from May 27th until uh, September of 2020. Um, and uh, as of writing this, uh, uh, Ian further uh, writes, uh, Bushi Road has not released any wrestlers from New Japan Pro Wrestling or Stardom. So this is all very, um, very honorable. Yeah, uh, absolutely. From the executives over at Bushi Road mm-hmm. uh, to take care of its talent. Yeah, uh, this is this is big news. So hopefully we're getting closer to a return for New Japan and stardom. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hope so. I mean, especially just to, like, obviously, selfishly, give me another New Japan show, but also, get your money, y'all. Get your money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I, I want y'all to go out and get your money. True. So... Alrighty then. Well, uh, let's move on. Finally, we're gonna do a, a a few rounds of some hot takes. Yes, yes, yes. We went to Twitter, and it is time once again. Uh, we asked you guys on Twitter uh, to drop your hottest takes, sizzling opinions, and most burning questions. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. And uh, and we will discuss them right here, right now. Yes, indeed. So let's get to it here. Some hot takes. Uh, first from Connor at Connor underscore 12 on Twitter. Th- thank you, Connor. Hey, Connor. How's it going? Hey, buddy. Uh, he says, not a hot take, but if you could go back and watch any match in the crowd, what match would you choose and why? So, any match with a crowd? Yeah, like be in I the see. crowd for a match. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, Which one would you be? Where, where would you go, Steven? a good one it's a good question um so let's see i like i would like the idea of being in the crowd for that omega okada from wrestle kingdom 11 Mm. or even the dominion match that that one was also good but yeah um gargano versus champa from take over new orleans Mm -hmm. uh which is probably my favorite match of all time to be honest um that that would probably be it because then you've had you've got the environment where champa comes out of the ring no music people are just booing him and and like the boos are more than enough volume wise to make up for the lack of music yeah it's almost drowning the commentary out yeah yeah and then you know 
it, but it's enough silence to where when Johnny's music hits, the tension changes in the room because they want to see Johnny. And then the match itself is just spectacular. Um, I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. So yeah, pro- probably that one. Probably that's a great Ch- pick. Champa Gargano NXT New Orleans. Yeah, that's a great pick. the The first match that popped into my head was the tag match between the Young Bucks and uh, Hangman and Omega. Ooh, that was a yeah. really really great match. But I got to thinking about it. I really think that match is probably better on TV. Just because they get a lot of the angles and, and the facial expressions, the the exchanging yeah. of words between the wrestlers. Uh, so I, I think that one comes off better on television. Uh, so you talking about New Japan actually reminded me of another absolutely spectacular match. And if I was able to see this in person, it would be freaking killer. Okada Osprey. Oh, yeah. From last year's G1. From last year's G1. That was an amazing match. Such a crazy match. Though... I. I will note, like, I would love to be in the crowd for the match between Osprey and Okada in the future when Osprey wins. When Osprey finally beats Okada, I think that's going to be a huge match. Yeah. Um, That stadium's going to freaking pop the roof off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we get a G1 this year, and gods be praised, please, wrestling gods, make this happen. Yes. Uh, If we get a G1 this year. They should definitely have Osprey beat Okada, no matter so. what the occasion is. Right. So that's just my take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> but thank you, Connor. Yeah, that was a good question for, for your question. Yeah, thank Lo- you. Love it. Love it. Uh, Smart to death. Our friend Anthony. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? How did that brisket turn out? I, I know you had to split it, but you know uh, mm. things happen. I hope it turned out well. I hope you enjoy your brisket. Mm. Uh, but yes, uh, Anthony from Smart to Death at Smart to Death on Twitter. Uh, let's see here. Anthony asks, or rather, uh, oh, here's this hot take. Ooh, hot take here. The Undisputed Era is just a group of dudes that were bullied by the jocks during high school while wishing they were the jocks doing the bullying. So they became wrestlers because they thought it would be easier to be considered cool amongst that community. Uh, Anthony further goes on to say, uh, you could do, uh, you could also shorten this by saying undisputed era is the dollar store bullet club. He he also puts in parentheses. I don't like undisputed era. Um, I think that was pretty clear. Yeah. Pretty clear. Um, uh, yeah, that's a that's a hot take there, that's a Anthony. Very hot take. That's very hot. What do you, what don't you like about Undisputed Era? Those is my question. Is is it just the WWE um, banner? Uh, is 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 it that uh, you don't like the guys in the group? Because I mean, had they had they been the indie scene, I think they would be really good. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you probably would enjoy them. In fact, uh, yeah, I can't say for sure that this is a fact, but you know, I know they've been places that you thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what what is it though, Anthony? I mean, my like? my only problem with Undisputed Era is uh, that the best member of Undisputed Era is not the leader. That's my only problem. Ooh, yeah. Who? Who are you talking about? You know exactly who I'm talking about. Is it Kyle? Absolutely, it's yeah. Kyle. Kyle. Kyle is 100% the 
the best member of Undisputed Era. Not yeah. even a question. At least in my opinion. Yeah. No, I I could see that. And I, they're all great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like they're all great. But Look, Kyle's just. Oh it, man. It, I I, th- I talked about this previously, right? But if there was a member to split off from Undisputed Era and then challenge Adam Cole and finally beat him for the title, it would probably be either Kyle or Roddy. Mm-hmm. Really and truthfully, yeah, Kyle probably would make a lot more sense because they've had that feud in Ring of Honor and it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a hot take. That is Anthony. a very hot take. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah, you seem to feel very strongly uh, one direction, and so I'm not gonna try to change your opinion. I yeah. just disagree. I also feel very strongly about One Direction. Not good. You know what, Tanner? That's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but thank you, Anthony. Is that One Direction? I, I think so. I think it is. I think okay. so. But thank you, Anthony, for your hot take. Um, let me see here. JPQ at Big Paws on a Pub. Our, our friend at JPQ from yeah. uh, No Particular Angle. What's up, man? How's it going, JPQ? Uh, let's see here. Ooh. More Undisputed Era-related stuff. Man, Undisputed Era. Getting some hate or getting some love. Let's see. Real popular this week. Yeah. Uh, JPQ says, Adam Cole is better suited for NXT than either WWE main roster or AEW. Huh. I think he could be fine in AEW. Uh, Yeah, I I would agree. I I, I think that he is better... In NXT, because mm-hmm. now the show's built around Adam Cole, right? right? Um, it, it, NXT is very uh, undisputed era centric, mm-hmm. um, but I do think it would be interesting to see what Adam Cole could do in AEW. Huh? It, it does make me think. If I did have to, if I did have to like rank it, right. I would I would say probably NXT one, then AEW, and then like. Raw and SmackDown can get out of here. Right, just, just go away. <laughs> like, like it's not even, it's not even an option. Yeah, like there is the wild rumor here going around that Adam Cole's contract is about to run down. Interesting. So let's uh, let's wait and see. He yeah. he did go to that AEW party. He did he, with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, you know his his girlfriend, uh, yeah. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hmm. it's Adam Cole's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it it is interesting. I mean, you you got to believe that they're going to they're just going to throw the world at him to stay, right? Like Adam they Cole got to, right? Man, Adam Cole would be quite the coup. Like I yeah. look, if 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 they did, if Velveteen Dream does beat Adam Cole at NXT in your house, then it's almost certain yeah. for me that Adam Cole's like I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll go to New Japan. He'll go to Ring of Honor, or he'll go to he'll go to uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. And AEW seems to make a lot of sense, a lot of sense. Yeah, um, uh, but I, NXT, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. That's, I think with tough. Uh, with AEW, and I know we're we're talking about NXT right now, but I think with AEW, they they need to stop signing people for a little bit. Maybe, but I mean, they, they Adam Cole would be quite the big get. I get that. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get exactly what you're yeah. saying. But Adam Cole's like he's too big of a of, of a name to not pick up. I mean, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying too. I just like what would he do right now? Hmm. You know, like 
It's, he, it's pretty... Dynamite is pretty busy nowadays. It's Britt Baker's boyfriend. <laughs> BBB. Yeah. He could feud with Cody over the TNT Championship. He could. He's certainly good. It'd be tasty. It'd be a tasty feud. See, like, I feel like AEW, and I know I'm going on a tangent here, but Mm -hmm. AEW's kind of like, it's like becoming PWG for television. Like, it's it's, it's just staying in the line of television enough, but... They're they're signing up a lot of guys from P- PWG and and the in the indies. You've you've got Brian Cage, you've got the Elite. A lot of the people that have been in AEW have also been in PWG. Right, just throwing it out there. No, I mean you're absolutely right. So we'll see we'll see what happens. I just don't think Adam Cole, and this is nothing against him. Uh, I love Adam Cole actually, and uh, I would rather not see him go to the main roster. I just don't think it's a good fit. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, mm. But I mean, don't take this the wrong way. But I mean, I, Adam I, Adam Cole is too small in in Vince's eyes to do anything great on the main roster. Yeah, so, I'm afraid you're right, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I know I'm right, <laughs> and, and it's unfortunate, but I am right. And uh, yeah, if we see Adam Cole going to the main roster, like I foresee, uh, like them giving him some kind of character of like. Just the the short guy who can't really do anything but wants to hang with all the big heavyweights, you know, following Drew McIntyre around everywhere. Like, dude, I don't want any of that. Leave him on NXT. Fair enough. Uh, Let's see here. So let's get back on track for more hot takes. Hot takes. Because that that was a hot take. Thank you, JPQ, for your hot take. Yes, thank you. Uh, Foul, the Second City Bull original on Twitter at Foul underscore original. How's it going, Foul? Hey, buddy. Foul, another great friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE will not be uh, will not bring back crowds for TV, but will uh, behind plexiglass for pay-per-views and live events. In turn, every NXT talent will now be required to follow all the other all other rosters around for potential need for the ultimate sweetened crowd response. Um, Wait. Hmm. What? I think what he's saying is. Uh, that because they're, they they now have crowds behind the plexiglass and they're they're putting people out there to like you know help do crowd sweetening. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, uh, NXT talent will now be required to go on to those shows. Oh, I see. For helping the crowd response and the crowd sweetening. I see. Okay. okay. Um, okay. I'm with you now. I think yes and no. I mean, I think it would be. Um, I think it works for AEW to an extent to have like because it's only AEW. It's not like oh, well, let's get people from AEW Dark on here. Probably, maybe a little bit, right? Well, I mean, but like, yeah. it's not like there's a roster divide, right? right. Like there is in in, in WWE. Um, but like, I don't think that you're gonna see Adam Cole in Undisputed Era at ringside during a raw just to sit there and like applaud and bang on the glass and stuff like that. No. Um, but I do think that you're going to have a lot of the, uh, developmental talent, right? The people that are just like working and training and like, they're not really on TV a whole lot. You might have a lot more of those, uh, particular NXT talents out mm-hmm. there. They might do a special thing occasionally where maybe they'll have undisputed air at ringside and they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, undisputed air is here. 
um, and they'll do like a camera focus up on them. They might shoot an angle or something like that. But, mm-hmm. but I think that's a very much a one-off or, or, or very occasional type thing that they might do. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, to a certain degree, it definitely works for AEW. Um, I, I definitely agree with that point. Are we going to see Undisputed Era ringside? Probably not. Uh, l- like you said, it's probably going to be mostly developmental talent. Um, I mean, maybe we see Gargano, maybe we see Ciampa, but but if we do, the announcers will be like, oh, hey, look, that's Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's that's mm-hmm. Gargano. Like, they're not going to just be there and, and have no one say anything about it, you know? Right. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I tend yeah. to agree with that. Uh, so thank you, Fal. Uh, for your hot take. Yes. Thank you, sir. Uh, Noob and Co. at Noob in, uh, underscore N underscore Co. 1991 uh, says, I do have a question. Who is truly the hardest working woman in the WWE in terms of their character and booking? Asuka or Charlotte Flair? Um, see, that's, that's really hard because I, I don't think booking has anything to do with how hard working you are. I mean, y- you might have to overcome a lot of things, but booking is really kind of more or less like, Hey, this is what's happening to you now. So, you right. know, um, well, it, a lot of that it's, is, it's your, it's your ability to persevere through that. Exactly. Um, yeah. through, in terms of WWE. Um, so Charlotte, um, I'll mince no words about it. Charlotte is great. She's great in the ring. She does have a great character. A lot of things are handed to her, though, right? Um, Asuka, um, on the other hand, has generally had to earn everything that she's gotten by being one of the best women wrestlers in the world. Not that Charlotte isn't, but Asuka um, has literally had to earn everything from you know, not uh, not speaking English uh, very well uh, and, and having to... to have that hardship in a predominantly English speaking locker room um, to, uh, you know, having to come up from NXT, prove herself, um, you know, going on that amazing undefeated streak in both NXT and in WWE, uh, having the grace to lose at WrestleMania to Charlotte and really putting her, her over very, very strongly. Yeah. I, I think that Oscar is probably slightly, um, uh, marginally better than than Charlotte Flair in terms of her um how hard working she is. Yeah. No, I, I mean I would pretty much agree with that to a T. Um like you said with with Charlotte Flair, again, I, I'm I've said this before, I'm not the biggest fan of Charlotte. Um I, I don't hate her, but I don't get like the just universal love uh that everyone has for her. Um that being said though, she is a great wrestler and she works very, very hard has a very great work rate and yeah she is you know sometimes handed opportunities or or is just placed in a match because she is Charlotte Flair but i mean name me one match where Charlotte didn't go out and give it her all you know so there's that um but yeah i mean it, it's oscar it has to be oscar it has to be yeah no i get that for sure um so thank you Nubinco, for your question yeah thank you we do appreciate mm-hmm. that uh uh, our friend Damien, uh, DBW Podcast at DBW Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Damien says, New Japan Pro Wrestling isn't as good as Ring of Honor. Mm. <sighs> Interesting. Ow. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've always been very vocal that uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is uh, 
my favorite and 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 a company that in my personal opinion is the best wrestling company in the world um i don't agree i i, I don't agree I, I think new japan pro wrestling is uh light years ahead of uh anything that ring of honor or wwe or even aew puts out there it is <laughs> i just don't agree yeah, fair enough. But, um, but tweet your own. If you love Ring of Honor, man, look, good for you. Ring of Honor and New Japan do a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But leave New Japan out of this. Yeah. Right? They don't, <laughs> they don't deserve to be dragged through the mud like that. See, here's the thing about New Japan. <laughs> they have the best wrestling of any promotion. Done. Done. <laughs> that That's... it. Done. Now, do they have the best characters? That's debatable. Do they have the best storylines? That's debatable. All right, Tanner. Calm yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they have the best wrestling, for sure. In in, in my opinion, and in Tanner's opinion, uh, just strictly wrestling, they're the best. And, and no one really comes close, honestly. Um, I prefer a more western approach just because that's mm-hmm. what i'm used to yeah um i speak english so it, it's a lot easier for me to get into the storylines mm-hmm. i don't have to read subtitles which i don't care for personally well, you got english um, commentary right 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 yeah. i do you, you um get that yeah um so i don't know it, it's just what are you looking for you know mm-hmm. like if you want absolutely the best wrestling go with new japan if you want to see great storylines and some of the best like development talent or indie talent on the scene hmm. watch ring of honor they're they're both really great for different things hmm. uh, hmm. but i do disagree new japan is better than ring of honor hmm. in my opinion that is a uh, at the very least this is quite the spicy take damien yes and we surely do appreciate that mm-hmm. you know uh if you love ring of honor better hey look that's it's all good it's all good in the hood but, uh, just go be wrong over there. Yeah, I, I just disagree. That's all. <laughs> I just disagree. I just disagree. Yeah, like that's 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 just that's just me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I kid, I kid. Thank you for your question. Th- thank you, Damien. Yes, or thank hot you take. for your hot take. Uh, let's see here, Justin Poxic at Poxic Justin hey, on Twitter. How's it going, Justin? Hey, Justin. Uh, Justin uh, says, I I hope I'm not uh, too late. If you could change three things about WWE. What would they be? Change, mm. change three things. Mm. Change, change them. Change them right now, Stephen. What are you? What are you changing? Redesign every belt. Okay, that's one. All right, I'll, I'll throw in one. Uh, Vince McMahon steps aside. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Vince that's... McMahon steps aside. Let's Triple H run the uh, at least the day to day on the ground work hmm. uh, as far as the booking and uh, the the development and all that stuff. Anything in relation to the talent, that's Triple H's. Hmm. Okay. Vince handles the business side of things. I like it. Yeah. Uh, for the third one, double down on the brand split. The brand split is dumb, mm. mm-hmm. but if you're going to do it, freaking do it. <laughs> Jesus, Steven. That's it. That's it. Spike in that mic. If you're on Raw, SmackDown is never mentioned. If you're on SmackDown, Raw is never mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keep it, keep them completely separate. It's yeah. dumb that you want them separate, but if you have to do that, keep them completely separate because yeah. you are muddying the waters. Yeah, like uh, like the Offspring, you got to keep them separated. Got to keep them separated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, they get it. Yeah. 
hundred percent. There you go. Three things. Yeah, three things. There you go, Justin. I, I hope these are the the right three things. Um. Uh, so thank you for your question. Thank you. Uh, SCW Wrestling Channel at SCW Steve on Twitter. Will Matt Riddle become a comedy character and jobber on SmackDown within the next six months, or do you feel he has the tools to uh, be a success to be a, a success on Friday nights? Um, yes, I do believe he has the tools to be a success on Friday nights. Yes, is he going to be a comedy jobber? Man, we're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I think that the um, the answer to both is possibly yes. Because Matt Riddle does indeed, like Steven just said, have all the tools. In fact, really and truthfully, you could have built NXT the whole last year around Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. Yep. I, you know, ideally speaking, post Gargano, you know, when Matt Riddle challenged Adam Cole at the first ever, you know, NXT on USA show, you could have continued that forever, but you didn't. So. That's sad. It's very sad. It is. He, he is the kind of guy that you could build your roster around. Now, he's on SmackDown. It could possibly be good. Uh, he's got a lot of talent there that can work properly with him. Uh, we're going to have to see what happens. I, I did jokingly remark to Steven while we were in the car right over here that uh, uh, the worst possible thing that they could do is put him in a tag team with Shorty G. And... Uh, they would be a, they look. I take nothing away from from Shorty G. They would be an interesting tag team together, and they do make a lot of sense to put them together. But it just, I can only imagine the cringeworthy comedic value that that would have. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, moving yeah. along. Now that I'm shuddering from the thought of that, <laughs> uh, thank you, SCW uh, underscore Steve, for your question. Thanks. Thank you. Hot take. Uh oh goodness. Okay. So this next one is from Mags, our friend Mags at DEJ Kirkby on Twitter. The thought of New Japan Pro Wrestling returning soon is tantalizing, kind of like some Texas barbecue, but you know, delicious. Mags. Damn. Um look, uh this started a whole thread about you know what Mags was trying to say about Texas barbecue. He he clearly has made his opinion known that, um, and I don't know at what point Mags has come to America to try all these different barbecue regions here, but he says that Texas is third at best behind Kansas, Tennessee, and the North Car- and, and and the Carolinas. Um, Your country is known for crumpets, <laughs> biscuits, and you want to come at us saying we have the third best barbecue, which. Uh, let me look, just say, yeah, we have the first best. Yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely number one. Um, because look, we 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 have the best brisket. Yes, we have the best beef ribs. Yes. In fact, where do you see beef ribs other than Texas? Mm. Hmm. Tell me. Mm. Where are they? Mm. Anywhere? Um, Didn't think so. No. Mm-mm. Mm. Um. Uh, Mags did also go on to say that. Uh, Chateau Brion, uh, which is a uh, French uh, prepared steak, um, is, is better than brisket. That's not barbecue. Uh, um, what are you talking about? I we're, th- we're crossing. I, th- I think Mags is, is is really just trying to ruffle feathers here. Yeah, um, I think so. Well, my feathers are thoroughly ruffled. 
Yeah. Um, so, so here's the thing. Um, Texas barbecue is quite clearly number one. Yes. Um, cause, cause not only do we do the best beef stuff, we also do awesome smoked chickens, smoked turkey, uh, smoked turkey, uh, uh, pork. Uh, we, we, we definitely, uh, do some banging pork, you mm. know, uh, pull pork, pork sandwiches, pull pork, uh, pork ribs. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, 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 I don't get where this is coming smoke from. Smoke sausage. Smoke sausage. Oh, smoke so, sausage. so like here, here's the deal. Like if you look at like, uh, the Carolinas mm-hmm. and, uh, Tennessee and Kansas city, a lot of their stuff is very much pork based. Right. Um, like 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 in Kansas City and St. Louis, it's all about like pork ribs, mm-hmm. right? And the Carolinas, it's all about like, um, uh, it's it's all about like the the pulled pork, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Memphis and the Tennessee, it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, uh, but like here, we do all of that. Yep. Plus beef. Yep. So like I I don't get it. well and chicken obviously. Mm. What it is, what it is, but um, yeah, I, I I don't understand where you are getting all this from. Mm-hmm. Like, I I want notes, I I, I want pictures, I, I want any evidence to show me that you've been to these territories here, yeah. Mags, to validate your point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want you to come back to Texas, hang out with us, mm-hmm. and then have us drive you out to Lockhart and show you how banging Texas barbecue can be. Yes. That's my challenge to you, Mags. Fly out here. Plane tickets are real cheap right now. <laughs> so are boats. True. Uh, <laughs> uh, especially if you make your own. But come out here. Uh, we will show you all of the Texas barbecue goodness. I can show you the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. The barbecue world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's going down. Mm-hmm. It's going down for real. So, Mags... Uh, you're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's just, um, you're right about new Japan pro wrestling returning being tantalizing. This is correct. I am. I am very tantalized. Indeed. Mm. Mm. Giddy. You could say, (laughs) but, uh, Texas barbecue (coughs) is numero uno. Indeed. Yeah. The best, but thank you for your hot take. Uh, our uh, our friend Anthony um, uh, wagons and warpaths at wagons underscore warpaths on Twitter. Um, Anthony, how's it going? Hey, buddy. You know, send uh, send dits our love. Uh, we're still waiting. <laughs> yes, Getting still. That yes, I'm. I'm. I'm almost. I'm almost ready. Almost. Almost. I'm. I, I'm. I'm. Whenever. Just. Send time and location. Yeah, he's been hitting the gym like six times a week. Yeah, I'm I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. Um, but Anthony remarks that I like the plexiglass idea, and I'm cool with it still being there once fans return. Because then, uh, because when cool stuff happens, I want fans to stand up and bang on the glass like at a hockey game. I ah. think that I think that would be pretty cool. A uh, pretty cool addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Plus, it adds more noise. Mm. So, yeah, and you know it's it's uh, it's WWE, so you know that plexiglass will have a bunch of LEDs on it, and, and yeah, all uh, sorts uh, of lights and yeah, crap. Probably like a like a projector, uh, you know, on on the front half of it. I don't know. It's, it's the Big Show. Yeah. Well, here's some Big Show. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony, I like that idea. I like it's it good, too. It's a good take. 
I think it, it'll probably like if they if they do it, it'll take some getting used to for sure. Mm. But I think I think you've showed us the silver lining of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, good stuff. I like it. Uh, ben Findley at Ben Findley uh, thirteen on Twitter says, "Not a wrestling take, but I believe only gold medals should be given out at at the Olympics." It is the premier sport event on the planet, and if you're going for any other reason than to win, you shouldn't be there. Uh, Steven, do you believe it o- that only gold medals should be handed out? No silver, no bronze. No. Uh, you, you think that the people who get the silver and bronze, they're, 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 they're cool with it? Well, I mean, the, the thing about it is, like, at the Olympics, yeah. those are the three best in the world done. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's more exciting to be given, here's the three best in the world, mm-hmm. than here is the best in the world. Right. Because with the gold, silver, and bronze, you still get that as, like, this is this guy. He is the best in the world because he won the gold medal. But these guys were close, and they're both really freaking good, too. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand the reasoning behind that because, like... Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't so, get, understand that. So Yoel Romero is uh, uh, he is uh, a, a silver medalist in Olympic wrestling uh, for for the country of Cuba, uh, and uh, he regularly smashes people in the UFC. Okay. So um, I think that meddling in general at the Olympics, no matter the sport, is um, I, I think it's definitely worth putting on your resume. Hey, yeah. I. I'm a bronze medalist in swimming. Mm-hmm. So that means you can swim pretty good. Yeah, like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah. You're 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 one of the best in the world mm-hmm. at swimming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, do they need to be giving medals out to everybody, which they don't? No. You know. Right. Yeah. But well, like but I just the, don't the top under- three definitely deserve to be uh, medalists. Yeah, I just don't understand the it, it's almost like a like there's like a malice to it where it's like, oh no, only the best gets the medal. No, I mean, I don't think there's any malice here, but I, don't know. I, I mean, uh, it is something worth highlighting being like, oh yes, this is the gold medalist, but like, it's not like the other two guys didn't also like, or, or, or girls for that matter, right. didn't give it their a hundred percent all. You still medaled at the Olympics. Right. Like, yeah. like if someone comes up to you and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a gold medalist in, in wrestling and another guy comes up and he's like, I'm a silver medal medalist in wrestling is that not impressive still i mean i I would be impressed by both exactly yeah yeah i don't know interesting uh but thank you nonetheless i we sincerely appreciate your hot take Ben. yes thank you yes uh jared excited comic guy at uh j rod bad on twitter uh, says not a wrestling take, but I think cassettes should make a should make the same comeback uh, that records did. Uh, give me mainstream releases on cassette to relive the days I miss uh, due to being too young. Yeah, why not? You, you think so? Yeah, um, absolutely. There, look, mm. there's so many people on the planet now. Yeah. Some people want to pay for Spotify and stream their music on there and never worry about it. Some people want to buy CDs. Uh, you and me, we like to buy vinyls. Yeah. Um, some people like cassettes. Like there, there's, there's so many mm. people in the mm-hmm. world, and every country has so much manufacturing power. Mm. Why not? Like, yeah. why not? I think you, I think you could conceivably uh, put bring cassettes back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be interesting. Uh, I will say, 
um, that, uh, um, I, I think that there is, um, a certain, uh, feeling of nostalgia of, you know, getting your cassette tape and putting it in your, uh, your boom box or your, uh, your Walkman, yeah. whatever. And, and, and like slamming the door shut and then playing it and getting to rewind going like, right. Right. But, you know, um, it, I'm going to sound very snobbish here, and I don't mean to like say that this take isn't like a good idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, as an audiophile, there isn't really much difference in terms of sound quality uh, between having the, the cassette and listening to the same song digitally, mm-hmm. right? Whereas with a vinyl record the needle is actually physically reading the music mm-hmm. as it is uh, um, pressed into material. Yeah, right? it, it's a physical representation of the album. Right. There are things uh, that, that that vinyl projects that, that other um, forms, uh, physical forms of music, do not, mm-hmm. right? But with that said, I do get you from a nostalgic point that cassettes, there is something about getting your cassette, putting it in the player, mm-hmm. slamming the door, now, being able to rewind and getting all that stuff. I will say, if, like you said, uh, you know, cassette audio quality and, and streaming audio quality, not the best. But if it works for you, there is actually like a Bluetooth cassette player that you can buy that comes with like little like cassette things it's not a cassette but you you plug that thing into your computer load music onto it and then you put it in the cassette player and it and it will play the music that you have on that on that cassette now it's not a cassette necessarily right but it works very similarly well and and that's what i'm saying is like there's there's no um like there's no difference in terms of like uh, musical quality right. that you get between digital and, and cassette. So really. if you just want, you just want the act of putting a cassette inside a player. Right, you can do that now right. with modern music. Right. Um, I, I think the one thing, the one drawback that you might get with cassettes is since it's got all that tape, all the music is stamped into the the, the, the actual like taping the film mm-hmm. of the cassette. Um, then that might be a little bit. You know that that can get messy. That's how that's how cassettes would generally get ruined. Is all the, the tape would just fly out of the cassette. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, thank you for your take. That is interesting. I think cassettes could potentially make a comeback. Mm-hmm. It's potential. Little fun fact about me: uh, I've actually never used a cassette player ever. Uh, oh. I've held a cassette. I, I think you would enjoy it, but I've never never used one. It, the the act of it is. Um, it is similar to vinyl, but mm-hmm. it's not. Um, it doesn't have the same uh, ritual and how. Right. You know, I mean, whatever. I still have the nostalgic value from vinyl, just yeah. because my dad listened to a lot of vinyls as a kid. Yeah. Um. So I I still have that nostalgic aspect of, of that, but I'm not a, I'm not as older. I, I'm not as old, so mm. not. I don't want to call you old, but. I, I'm Who, not me. I'm not as old as you, so I, I yeah. wouldn't have the those nostalgic memories of like cassette players. Oh, well, that's fair. Anyways. That's fair. No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a uh, very intriguing. So thank you, J. Rod Bad. Yeah, thank you for your uh your thoughts. This is interesting. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good take. I, I like non wrestling takes. They're yeah. fun. Yeah, non wrestling takes. Please, if y'all are listening, 
we will take all sorts of takes. Oh yeah, yeah. We, it doesn't have to be about wrestling. You can you could talk to us about uh, as Mags did. Uh, he lulled me into fighting with him about food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mags, we're not like Josh. Just so that you know, we're not going to just roll over and take it. <laughs> okay. No, we, we do uh, we do lots of other things. We take uh, barbecue very seriously. We here. do. We do. Sorry, but yes, we will take takes on anything. Yeah, I, I mean we 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 do a wrestling show obviously every week, uh, but. We do a lot of other things. Yes. Play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Music. Lot, yeah, lots of things. Uh, and we've got uh, we've got just a couple more here. Uh, Otto Neal, I think that's I think that's your your name. If I mispronounced it, my apologies. But you are at Kaiser underscore Milan on Twitter. Nice. Uh, they say Osprey is winning the Intercontinental Championship in his first match against Naito. Uh, so I guess when New Japan comes back. Uh, they're saying that uh, Neal is saying um, Will Osprey will challenge and beat Naito for the Intercontinental title. Uh, possibly, I could see it. That could be. That could certainly be in the works. Mm-hmm. I think that um, Naito could obviously still maintain the World Heavyweight Championship at that point. That's oh yeah, fine, absolutely. Uh, I, I, the, I think the, it really just IWGP Championship rather. Right. I think it really just comes down to who do they want to push next? Because obviously yeah. Naito can't be, you know two belts forever uh i mean theoretically he could but mm, where's mm. the fun in that um and like osprey's gotta be the guy that they're pushing you know it's gotta yeah. be so yeah it would, it would be the next logical step right. obviously before coronavirus uh mania happened uh uh will osprey did beat Zack saber jr for the revolution pro uh british heavyweight championship which is a big move for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Intercontinental Championship, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, certainly makes just as much sense at this point. Yeah. It, it shows your devotion to uh, uh, the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Why not do that? I, I hope that in all this time, Will Ospreay is still eating good and still hitting that gym. Yeah. 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 And I hope Naito is uh, sleeping, like, all the time. Yeah. That'd like, be great. Like, doing nothing but that and, like, Stem cell injections, yes, yeah. yeah, right, right into his knees, absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff, yeah. So, thank you, Oda Neil, yeah, thank you for your question. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, we have uh, our good friend Mike Charlip at Mike JC821. He is quite passionate this week, so I'm looking Man. forward to reading his takes. What's an episode of Headlock Talk without our good friend Mike Charlip? Exactly, right? Yeah, um, so, hey, Mike, hey, Mike. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> uh, so, um, let's see. Let's start out with uh, AEW doing this thing with Tyson when their big thing, uh, w- when they were created, was um, we are going to be an alternative for fans and wrestlers. Doesn't make much sense to me. Seems very much like WWE wrote that segment for sure. Then fans praise it, but WWE did that exact same thing. They'd call it stupid. Or, but if WWE did that same thing, they would call it stupid. And say Vince is senile. It wasn't good at all. Uh, Steven, uh, what do you think of the WWE uh, uh, kind of um, uh, likenesses with that Mike Tyson segment? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a you can certainly make a, make that argument for sure. Um, it, it did seem kind of a, a little uncharacteristic uh, of AEW. You know, uh, they they've done like not like celebrity things, but you know, they brought Jake the Snake in, who, who's 
is a celebrity in his own right, but within the world, within the bubble of wrestling. Um, yeah, the inclusion of Mike Tyson, it was weird. It, it, it definitely was weird. Uh, I said at the top of the show, I mean, obviously there was funny moments to it, but does it necessarily deserve to be on Dynamite? Yeah, I don't know. You could certainly make the argument either way. Um, but yeah, certainly more characteristic of WWE than AEW, I would say. I would say that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure where they're gonna go with this angle. Uh, maybe like a like a fixed boxing match between Jericho and Tyson. Um, like I don't need that. Yeah. Like at all. Exactly. Like exactly. I I don't. I don't need to see like. Oh, man, I I don't I don't know how to say this. <laughs> Just speak from the heart, Stephen. Like I I don't want to see Tyson fake it. You know, maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe Tyson doesn't fake it, but Chris has to sell it. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to try very hard to sell it because if Mike doesn't fake it, Jericho's <laughs> face is going to be destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. It, it, if they brought someone else in, it would make a little bit more sense. Like someone that I could actually believe is like Jericho could actually challenge. You know, like I don't know if they brought in. Some like football player or something like Andrew Luck or something, you know, just like someone like that, an athlete, but not the best boxer of all time by a mile. Like, huh? huh. You know what I mean? Didn't like, no, that's how you felt about old Iron Mike. I mean, I'm not a hundred. Like, I'm not huge into boxing, so I, I'm sure there's there's several people that that would be in the argument of greatest of all time but mm-hmm. it culturally in, in pop culture Mike Tyson's the greatest boxer of all time so that's what uh, I know him for yeah, he's very significant yeah. that's for sure but it, that, mm. that's what I'm saying Jericho it, it's the suspension of disbelief and Jericho versus Mike Tyson would end only one way in a, <laughs> in about one second that's what I have that's the problem I have with it yeah yeah that's that's fair Stephen yeah that's a fair assessment. Uh, Mike also goes on to say, uh, with guys like Matt Riddle and Dijakovic being rumored to move to Raw slash SmackDown, then that's news to me. I didn't Dijakovic. know Dijakovic wow. was on the move. Um, Please, it, no. Is is NXT starting to feel like Vince is truly trying to make it fail because quote it's not his, despite despite a stacked takeover next week. Uh, also, people moving from NXT to Raw and SmackDown still feels like it's being treated like a, like a call-up when it should uh, matter if NXT loses somebody from uh, from Raw uh, or SmackDown should move to NXT and not consider a demotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't sign everyone or continue to groom homegrown talent forever. Um. Yeah, I mean... It, Shuffling it around, I, I think that NXT in WWE's mind is still a developmental uh, system, uh, for better or worse. Um, but being having its own hour, uh, two hours rather, on USA every Wednesday, um, and, and then, of course, with the consideration that NXT was the best brand on Survivor Series, and I know kayfabe, yeah, yes, 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 we all, yes, we all know. Yes. But um, they are coming into its own legitimacy here. For, whether yeah. whether I like what they're doing or not, they are becoming its own thing, right? right. Um, 
so these moves from NXT to Raw to SmackDown to back to NXT and doing all this stuff, um, it is more fluid perhaps than maybe most people give it credit for. But at the same time, I think that some brands are just so fitting for a person that it's it's not reasonable for you to move them. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Riddle moving to SmackDown is not reasonable. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor moving from Raw to NXT is reasonable. I would even say Kevin Owens moving from NXT to SmackDown or Raw. That's actually reasonable because Kevin Owens, he he can work on the main roster, mm-hmm. right? As excited as I would be if Kevin Owens came back to NXT, I would still be like, that guy's a star. Like, right. he, like he belongs on Raw and SmackDown. Not that the guys on Girls and NXT are not stars, but you know, Kevin Owens, he, he can work on the main roster, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think really the, the main problem that is like the mindset that WWE has towards NXT in the sense that, like you said, or, or like you had alluded to, it, it, that WWE kind of still views NXT as this developmental brand. They're not ready yet. Um, in, in which case, I would say you're developing them to wrestle in your style. They are ready because they're doing their own thing. And, and no, maybe they're not ready for your style, but. Raw and SmackDown wrestling style, that's not the only style of wrestling out there. Um, So, yeah, it's... And then, like Mike had mentioned, uh, the whole, like, weirdness of Finn Balor going to NXT not being a demotion, but then Matt Riddle going to SmackDown is a promotion. And so they're, they're trying to put NXT as this third brand, not a developmental brand, not a lesser brand of Raw and SmackDown, but a third brand that's standing by itself. But then you have, you know, Matt Riddle going up and they're like, oh, this is a great opportunity for him and blah, blah, blah. It's Mm. like if NXT actually was as equal and as equally a third brand as you say it is, this shouldn't, this should be a nothing story. Mm. This should be, that would be a completely lateral move within Mm. the same company. Mm. So it, the part of the problem is the confusion that they bring on from the call-up system. Right. No, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that assessment. Um, last but not least, Mike also uh, says, I wish Vince McMahon would stop putting stupid slogans on the pay-per-views and then have the announcers repeat them 30 times on TV, especially the one for Backlash, which he can't promise and definitely won't happen. Now, um, Mike is, uh, I, I believe, the slogan that he might be referring to uh, is for the proposed Randy Orton and Edge match uh, being called uh, the greatest wrestling match of all time. The the, the greatest match in, 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 in history of, of wrestling, or whatever they're going to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Steven, yeah. Edge and Randy Orton, is that going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time? I mean, but, probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's gonna be good. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be good. Um, greatest match of all time. Like, <laughs> chill out. Like, just calm down. Yeah. Not every match has to be the greatest match of all time. Like, yeah, it, it's fine to have a match that is good in the moment. And then you don't really think about it again. That's fine. It probably won't even be the best match this year. No. 
like, like not by, even close by a long shot. <laughs> I mean, it, it it hasn't even happened yet, and it's yeah. already not the best match of the, of the year. Okada so. and Ibushi called and said, "Take two of these and call us in the morning." Exactly. WWE because exactly. you're, you're losing it. <laughs> also, the stadium stampede match is a thing. So. That and, uh, you know, uh, Hangman and Omega and yeah. the Young Bucks, like we talked about earlier. Absolutely. That's also a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, the Edge Orton, uh, eh. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be fine, but let's let's stop being what, what, so hyperbolic about it. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be the greatest match of all time. If it is, by all means, I'll, I will tell you, look, that might be the greatest match I've ever seen in yeah. my life. It might be the greatest match of all time. Yeah, and you can drive down here to, to Austin, Texas and slap me in the face. Yeah. But that ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up Hot Takes. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us for these hot takes. Yes, thank you. Uh, we'll wrap up the show here uh, with a little bit of a uh, if uh, wishes were fishes. <laughs> yes, yes. If this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we, thank gr- you. we greatly appreciate you've taken this ride with us so far. Uh, we usually like to close our shows with this segment called If Wishes Were Fishes, where we each take turns making wrestling-related wishes, and the other grades them. Yes, indeed. In terms of fishes. Yes, indeed. Steven, do you have any wishes for us this week? I do. Oh. I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just a very simple one. Okay. Um, so we saw FTR on AW. Finally yes. saw him. And I had mentioned earlier in the show, it was kind of a lackluster debut, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically because of the crowd. Specifically because of the crowd. And it, it's nothing that, that Cash and Dax did. It, it It's nothing that they didn't do. It's just, it's hard to have a debut like that come off really, really well when you have the maximum 20 people cheering. Yeah. It, it's hard to come off very well. But that should be a massive debut. Mm-hmm. And those guys deserve way better than that because they are really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if wishes were fishes. Mm-hmm. Let's put those titles on them. Yeah. Let's put those titles on them. And specifically, mm-hmm. let's put those titles on them at a pay-per-view with a crowd. Give them kind of a kind of a mulligan on that debut. Kind, mm. kind of a redo, kind of kind of a retry on that debut. Th- those guys deserve that pop. And they didn't get it. Mm. And and it sucks. They deserve that pop. Let's give it to them. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting stuff, Steven. Um, yeah, I, I like that wish. I like that idea. Thank you. Uh, to put the titles on them. Uh, when the, I guess when the crowds come back is, I guess, your point here. Yeah. And I think we talked about this earlier in the show. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's definitely very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give you six salmon because ah. that sounds like a uh, delicious idea. Mm. The salmon are delicious. Delicious. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. No, thank, th- you. thank you, Stephen. Thank <laughs> you for your wish. And it's and it's funny because it sounds like you and I are on the same page here for our wishes, uh, but just with a slightly different modification here. Okay. Slightly different. Um, so uh, my wish here is that uh, FTR actually uh, goes to New Japan as well and... Uh, uh, wins the tag team champions uh, championships over there, so maybe some champ champ status, champ champ champs in New Japan, champs in uh, AEW. That would be pretty cool, and that would that would make that feud with the Young Bucks here stateside 
a lot more intense and enticing, I would say. Yeah. Um, and uh, that would give a, uh, a little bit more credence to the idea that a lot of people have been, you know, tossing around online. It was uh, mm. talent sharing between the two companies. That would give a perfect opportunity for that. A little bit. And 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 uh, FTR have been very open about saying that they want to work in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why not give them that opportunity? Maybe even to the extent where they kind of link up with Moxley a little bit in New Japan, mm. and like they kind of have his back, and it's kind of like a mini AEW faction in. New New I, Japan, oh, I, I think that. that would be pretty cool. So that's that's my wish. A little little bit of a of a twist on your idea here, Steven. Yeah, yeah. No, that's beautiful. I, I love that, uh, especially because uh, all of that before was great, but especially the like AEW like mini faction yeah. in, in uh, New Japan that would be so sick. And imagine uh, Moxley going to New New Japan with the AEW title and Cash and Dax both going to New Japan with Moxley with the tag titles from AEW. Yeah. Oh man, that'd yeah. be so killer. Moxley with that US title, you know, it all makes sense. It Love all makes it. sense. There's a lot of there'd be a lot of gold with those guys. Yeah. But yeah, that that's what I think. I love it. You're getting a great white. Oh, it's a great wish. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um well, uh, that has been If Wishes Were Fishes. I hope you enjoyed our FTR-related wishes yeah. <laughs> this week. Can you uh, tell we're fans? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but uh, this is the end of May, so uh, it is the final week of uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Appreciation Month. Uh, so um, for the uh, the final time, uh, I'll, I'll be telling you about the albums of the week for them. Uh, three albums this week. It, it is the the latter part of their discography. Uh, so uh, for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, uh, they have um, uh, if the first one. Uh, let me see here. I don't. I think it was released in twenty. I want to say it's twenty nineteen. But let me double check here. Just pulling up the record. For uh, there you go. Yes, uh, it was released in 2019. The record is Fishing for Fishies. Yes, Fishing for Fishies. Uh, it's about a robot fishing for fishies. No, I'm just kidding. There's, there, it, it is very much a, an environmental kind of, uh, environmentally conscious kind of album, right? Um, but it does, it does involve robots and fish. So, um, pretty wacky. Uh, but the the songs are almost like psych folk songs so a lot of it is um uh, same kind of uh, feel and vibe but maybe a little bit of a softer touch here mm. very much mm. a very much a throwback to like the the 60s hippie era kind of uh, nice. uh, psych rock um later on in 2019 they would also release uh something quite the opposite uh infest the rat's nest uh, which uh, Stephen listened to just a couple weeks ago. Yes, uh, Stephen, what did you think of that album? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a really, really good album. Uh, it's very weird, but mm. I love that about it. Like I, I cannot listen to the radio anymore mm. because mm. it is the same thing just over and over again. This is true. Everyone has the exact same songs. All their voices sound similar. Like. Yeah. What I love about Infest the Rat's Nest is just how weird 
and how like unique. dirty and unique it is. Yeah. Yes, so hundred percent. To, to give you some some background here too, Infest the Rat's Nest is actually uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's first foray into thrash metal music, which uh, that's like that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, like hundred percent. Yeah, it, well, it's definitely out there mm-hmm. uh, for for King Gizzard. Uh, and its fans, but uh, what's what's cool is that you still get like the awesome psychedelic effects uh, on the instrumentals and everything like that too. Um, but it is very much a throwback thrash album. Lots of uh, influence from like like older Metallica, like Kill 'Em All mm-hmm. level, uh, uh, Kill 'Em All era Metallica, Slayer. I, I think how um, I I had like uh, one thing that I had acquitted it to was uh, Slayer meets like suicidal tendencies almost like Mm -hmm. yeah uh i i would agree with that assessment a lot of that going on uh plus the the actual lyrics are of a dystopian world where the rich have left earth uh to go to mars and then uh yeah real bad stuff happens following Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um so yeah killer album yes uh very interesting artwork and uh, last but not least, my most recent arrival in terms of my record collection that came to me in the mail is uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's first live album uh, called Chunky Shrapnel, uh, which is a bunch of live takes from Infest the Rat's Nest, as well as uh, uh, Fishing for Fishies and Murder of the Universe, plus a lot of other songs in there too, uh, like The River, which is a really great song of theirs. Uh, so yes, all of these definitely worth checking out yes indeed mm-hmm. so yes uh, uh thank you again uh king gizzard and the lizard wizard for your excellent music and next month we'll be moving on to something else yeah we'll figure it out yeah we'll, s- when we get there still waiting on that uh that veil of Maya album yeah dang Yep. taking a while dude <laughs> they released a single last september mm-hmm. and then they released a single about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and all, in between all of this time, they have said nothing. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But until next time, mm-hmm. you guys, we are Headlock Talk. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Headlock Talk. You just hit that uh, hit that follow button. I'll follow you back. It'll be a good time. And since you're listening to this show, what you really should do is scroll up. Just, just scroll a little bit up on your phone or on your laptop, wherever. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes uh, but hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Podbean, wherever subscribe to us, we would greatly appreciate that and if you want to take uh, you know, your support of Headlock Talk to the next level go ahead and leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts that's what helps us climb up those charts mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. indeed um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, if you're a business, mm-hmm. you can hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, it's headlocktalk at gmail.com for sponsorship. You know, if you want us to help sell your product, mm-hmm. we're definitely open-minded. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll sell anything. Yeah. Well, almost. Almost. Almost anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on that note, <laughs> we will bid you all the do. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. Yes, we surely you. do appreciate it. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across from me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Really appreciate it. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. Later. Later. Later.
become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.